Welcome to Be The Light with Coach Zakia Robinson. And in this show, I will be interviewing Lashea Pierce, and we'll be discussing relationship red flags and how it affects your walk as a believer. Tune in because this is a show you don't want to miss. everybody to be the light. I am excited. We are back on again with my best friend um, Lashea Pierce. And today, today y'all, we are going to open up about a discussion that a lot of people shy away from just because Mm -hmm. of past hurts, past traumas, past experiences. But we are going to open up about this topic called relationship red flags. Okay. And I wanted to open up in scripture because that's just what I felt led to do. Um, God was showing me the scripture and I was like, man, this this, this scripture is going to take it a long way for this show today. And it says Proverbs 16 and 18. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughtiness before a fall. And the reason why God led that scripture on me is because he shows us true colors mm-hmm. before we enter into relationships or before we do things. And it's like God shows us the signs. But sometimes our flesh gets in the way. Right. Um, We tend to entertain things a little bit too soon. Mm -hmm. And now you're dealing with soul ties. You're dealing with all kind of things that tends to make you miss the mark of what God was trying to show you. Absolutely. Uh, So also with that, people come in and they try to warn you about different things like, hey, I don't know about this. I think you may need to wait on this. But then. Because we started things too soon, we mm-hmm. tend to not listen anymore. Right. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up is that God shows us signs multiple ways. Okay. For me, sometimes he gives me dreams. He would give me a dream about something before an issue takes place. Mm-hmm. But it's just up to me to want to sit there and say, okay, God, I see what you're showing me. I'm going to wait on this situation. Okay, God, I see what you're showing me. Maybe I need to hold off on this person. Yeah. And that can just be a, a regular friendship. It doesn't even have to be a relationship because mm-hmm. we can have some toxic parents. Right. We can have toxic friends. Mm-hmm. We can have toxic kids, toxic relationships with, you know, with the person you're interested in. Absolutely. What is what is your take on this when it comes to relationship red flag as a general? Like, um, what do you see? Like things I've seen? Yeah, just things you've seen. Like what what is it that God has spoken to your heart about relationship red flags? So I was that person who was like, I can change them. <laughs> <laughs> or I was that person that was like, I just refused to see it because I wanted to love them like Christ. Um, but some of the relationship red flags that I saw were um, just personally in my own relationships were yelling, um, physical abuse um, and control. Mm. Um, can we talk about control? Absolutely. <laughs> control is one of those things like, and I think that's for women, that's like why it's hard to, for them to submit because having it in the wrong hands of the wrong person, they typically try to take it and like control all of you, control your emotions, mm-hmm. control what you look at. And I remember just in my personal relationship, just even going out to the grocery store you know, this person would say, why did you look at that person like that? Oh or that. even when I saw a friend, I wanted to introduce them to who I was with. And they were like, were you with them before? Did you do something with them? I'm like, no, <laughs> I just wanted to introduce you, you know, and it just it started really like toying on my like my mental and my emotional health. Um, I really just started thinking about myself in the worst ways. Right. And wow. so, yeah. 
All right. So we're going to talk about five red flags. Okay. And you already kind of mentioned one, (laughs) which was it changes who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that I also went through. And this is not just about women, but this is about men. We have women who abuse their 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 husbands, their their boyfriends, you know, their fiancés. You know, we have people. It's not just based off of women being abused. No, men are abused, too. And I want to make sure I emphasize on that, because a lot of times men are embarrassed that they're being abused because they're sensitive, because they came from a nurturing, loving mom. And, you know, they tend to allow the woman to control certain areas because of their upbringing and being used to the woman taking charge, Um, because we have a lot of homes out here where fathers are not involved. So they end up being raised by their mother. Um, So causes you um to basically back away from who you were Mm -hmm. and i remember one in particular time for myself where i was getting ready to be a police officer yes i was getting ready to be a police (gasps) officer (laughs) and (laughs) right and i really was starting to pursue this thing i was almost done with my criminology degree i had like maybe 16 credits left to take and then this relationship everything started to transpire everything started to unravel and this Mm -hmm. person literally went out went through law enforcement academy all of these things as if it was a competition and it told me basically i had to wait until they were done and i was blown away like i literally had my application i was getting ready to fill it out and then a few days later they've already turned in all of their stuff and i was just like you never even mentioned about wanting to be an officer like where did this come from (laughs) and you was trying to tell me not to do it but yet you decided to pursue this and i was completely blown away but that was one of the eye openers for me was to show was showing me is that Sometimes when you're in a relationship, one of the hugest red flags is they begin to take away from you the things Mm -hmm. that you wanted to pursue, the things that you wanted to do. They begin to tell you that this isn't a good idea or why Mm -hmm. are you thinking about doing this? And it's like, didn't we have this conversation before we met or, you know, when we was on that dating phase? Now it's an issue. Have you ever, ever experienced anything like that similar? Yes, absolutely. Um, so I'm an entrepreneur and I, uh, you know, told my significant other at the time that, the, the, you know, the dreams and goals I had for myself and where I wanted to see myself in the next year or two. And it was like, well, just help me, you know, pursue my dreams first. And, mm-hmm. you know, eventually we'll get, you know, to working on yours. And, uh, you know, I was like, OK, I'm down. I'll help you, you know, with your goals and all that. But it never got to that. Mm-hmm. I eventually just stopped pursuing my dreams altogether wow. and um, was wanting to help them in their career um, to be an artist. Mm-hmm. One thing is that when God sends you the right person, y'all are going to be compatible. Mm-hmm, y'all definitely. are going to meet each other's needs, meaning you're going to support me. I'm going to support you. It's not no, let me wait until I get done and yeah. then you can go. But some cases, maybe if y'all both trying to go to school and y'all have kids now, maybe one may have to wait. But it's always about building each other. When, when you look at the Bible yeah. and you read it. It's, it's, it helps to build us. It doesn't help mm-hmm. to, it don't, it don't tear us apart. Right. And so when you think of a relationship, you have to ask yourself, is this helping me? Is this building me as a person? Is this tearing me apart as a person? Mm-hmm. Am I'm stopping the things that I love doing now because of this person and now they don't want me to do this. Mm-hmm. You have to really question those things because a lot of times it doesn't take long before some of these signs show. It's just the fact that we tend to ignore it we ignore the red signs the red flags we ignore it and say oh 
that a change it's okay you know it's just one red flag right we just see we just see one we can deal with no, this get out of it <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know it's another one right and then what just came to my mind i literally remember being in this relationship and i was at the store i think we were at the mall or something and they told me that i was looking at this person with intent of wanting to be with them and i'm like I don't even know who this person is. Like, what are you talking about? So it's like one thing led to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. And then next thing you know, I'm like, how did I get here? How yeah. do I get out of this? And now I'm in fear. And we have to remember, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power, but of uh, love and a sound, sound mind. mind. If something, if you're not at a sound mind, meaning if you're not at peace, mm -hmm. something's wrong. You should be at peace in your relationship. Even when things flare up, there's still peace in it. Right. And knowing that God brings you is ever is ever going to be verbally abusive to you, mm -hmm. physically abusive to you. You know, they're going to support you. They're going to uplift you. They're going to do all the things that that Christ does, which is being patient and loving and kind. Mm -hmm. They're going to build you up. But those who are not sent from God and sometimes we get in our own way where we typically say I got this I can change them I want to oh yeah that just I can change yes <laughs> I I was very like like a bull like heading straight into a wall I was very you know strong on I can change this person but ultimately I had to realize that um with these red flags I had to understand that this person just that's just who they are and they will not change um there were times that i set up therapy for us there were times that i just like really cried myself to sleep just saying god really really helped change this person but ultimately this wasn't a person that god wanted me to be with um and i had to come to understand that even though we probably have the power to pray someone through changing they have to ultimately want that change for themselves absolutely and ultimately the change starts within you first yes. um and getting out of that relationship <laughs> um, and loving yourself. And for me, I just I loved being in a relationship all the time. And I was willing to stay in it just for the sake of saying I was in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But when I grew to understand that that was an area in my life that I needed to work on to learn being by myself and being OK, being by myself. Right. Then I started attracting the right things in my life. Um you know, because I was becoming whole and I wasn't mm. so necessarily going after just a relationship. Now, don't get me wrong. Marriage is a beautiful thing, you know, but that's not ultimately the biggest goal for a woman or a man in their livelihood. But um, ultimately, those are things that you do have to look for, you know, in those relationships. Is, is this person changing me for the better or are they changing me for the worse? Right. It kind of flows right into what the next thing I had was it causes you to pull away from God. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times people, you know, even within myself, um, when before I before I got married, it was one of them things where I wasn't looking for a godly spouse just because I didn't have that relationship with God. Mm -hmm. I was looking for what I wanted, what I thought was going to be good. But once I became close to God, I realized like, OK. This isn't how this is going to play out. Okay, God, what is it that you have for me? Right. A lot of times we have to break down the borders of what we want and we have to take on what God wants because right. you may want some tall, dark-skinned person or some short, skinny, <laughs> you know, light-skinned person. I don't know. Whatever you decide that you want. But God may say, no, you're going to come over here. You're going to date this Mexican person. <laughs> you're like, okay, you know, they're a man, they're a man, a man or a woman or God. And you're like, you know what? I think I can do this. Right. <laughs> and they're not going to abuse you. So, Right. Um, the thing is, is 
when you realize that the relationship begins to pull you from God, you're no longer reading your word. Mm. You're no longer praying. You're no longer fasting. You no longer go to church because they're like, oh, you always in church. Like, mm. why you always talk about God? You know, they start to have these things and you begin to feel ashamed of God. Yeah. Like, OK, well, well, maybe I just won't go this time because, you know, they they're questioning why I'm going to God, going, going to church so much and talking to God so much or reading scripture. Um did were you in any relationship where it kind of pulled you away from God? Yes. Yeah, so I have kind of like a little twister. I was actually dating someone who loved God. Oh wow. They they came, you know, they grew up in in the church and all of that. Always would say, Jesus is my best friend. And I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna we're gonna get closer to God together and all these things. It was farthest from the truth. Mm. It was like um, a bait. Yes. To get you. <laughs> honestly, it was. And it worked. <laughs> um, but yes, um, I was a person who loved journaling and listening to worship music. And um, I didn't always go to church every Sunday, but I made it a, a goal of mine to, you know, to spend time with God because that was important for my day to help my day go smoothly. And little by little, this person would tell me, I don't know why you journal like it's not a good thing to keep your journal entry so you can go back and read them. They're not a good thing to do. And um, we would listen to worship music, but it just felt like I started becoming triggered mm -hmm. when I listened to, to gospel music because, you know, every time I thought about it, I'm like, this is this is how a Christian is. I don't want to be one. Mm -hmm. And I, I had to understand that it wasn't God. It was a person who was, who was in sheep's clothing, but it really was a wolf. Mm -hmm. And so um, it was just one of those things where I'm like, God, I, it got to a point where I was just existing in this relationship. And I was like, God, I want out. Mm -hmm. I can no longer change. I can't change this person. I can't make them better. I need you to get me out of this. And that's ultimately, you know, what he did. I mean, I, I it took me going through the physical abuse for me to say, really, like, God, it's like literally God, imagine God getting off of his throne, literally coming to earth and literally ripping us two apart. That's mm -hmm. what he had to do. Right. And sometimes we have to go through a season of, of, I'm not, I'm not saying I do not condone abuse, but sometimes we go through a season of trials is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. We go through trials, we go through tribulations so that we can find God. And mm -hmm. a lot of times we enter into these trials and tribulations ourselves, like <laughs> they're self-inflicted. He didn't even have that on his agenda <laughs> for us. Right, but we walked right into it. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to use this as a teaching moment. So right. now you're about to learn something out of this. But sometimes it takes for us to go through something traumatic, something hurtful, something painful, something that is going to cause us maybe to have to get inner healing, maybe cause us to get deliverance but again a lot of these things we do on our own because we stepped outside of the will of God right and we began to be in wrong crowds like um, some people they get into car accidents from drinking and driving mm -hmm. and it's like now you're paralyzed and you did that to yourself you can't right. blame God because right. you went to this club you went to this party and you did things that was unrighteous and now you're paying the consequences so now you're in a trial that God never intended for you right. but now you're blaming God. Now it's God's fault because you're like this. And it's like, no, I'm pretty sure God sent you that warning mm -hmm. of, I probably shouldn't do this. I probably shouldn't drink and drive. I probably shouldn't date this person. Right. I just probably shouldn't go on this out of town trip because I'm feeling lit that I need to stay. But warning yet, comes before destruction. Yes, exactly. It goes back to the scripture that we read. But yet we do it anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Um, another tip, another not tip, but just red flag I wanted to bring up is it brings you down emotionally, mm-hmm. physically and mentally. And what just hit my spirit is a lot of times when you're going through emotions, mm-hmm. physical, um, all of these different things, it causes you to use another substance outside of God. Yes. For me. It was alcohol and sleeping pills. I would mm-hmm. drink during the day, take a sleeping pill at night to help me sleep so I wouldn't think. Um, some people, they may binge watch TV and eat, eat, eat. You know, mm-hmm. they that just may be their thing. Some people, you know, they may just completely just be wiped away from the world. Um, what was your experience when it came to um, going through these things? What are some things that you kind of turned to when, you know, obviously when, we, when you were like, okay, I'm pulling away from God. Now I'm over here doing this. That's not God's will. Um, my substance abuse definitely was alcohol and, um, and smoking, which probably those are not great things. <laughs> um, and comfort eating. Um, I wanted to eat anytime just to make myself feel better. Um, so the combination of all three of those, mm-hmm. to be honest, um, because even like when I would go through an argument with this person, I didn't have the appetite to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, so smoking is what gave me the appetite to eat. Um, and it's like I was now depending on other things right. to fill that void, to still fill myself so that I could feel better. Wow. Even though the emotional toil was making like my body naturally hate itself to where mm-hmm. I wasn't wanting to eat. But me, I love to eat. I'm a food person. <laughs> so I was like, something's got to give. <laughs> um, so between those three things, um, those were like my scapegoats um, to help myself during those those times. Okay. So let me ask you this. Once you became knowledgeable about what was taking place, you got your life back on track with God. Mm-hmm. What was some of the positive things that you decided to do to deal with your emotions, to deal with the mental, to deal with everything that you were dealing with? What turned and was like, you know what? I'm going to try this instead of trying alcohol. I'm going to try this instead of just overeating. Like, what are some type of things that you decided to do? Um, For me, it was giving myself experiences that materialistically things can't. Um, I would travel um, when I could. Um, I also um, found a best friend who is a life coach (laughs) (laughs) and really started doing the inner healing, the inner work to figure out why I wanted those things in the first place. Mm -hmm. Um, And really just getting to know my, getting back to a place where I love being, you know, in my own space and, um, and just doing things that were good for my soul. Mm-hmm. And I had to relearn myself again. I had to learn what it was that I liked before, you know, submitting to somebody and what they liked. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be going to a new restaurant and being in Tallahassee. There's so many new restaurants that you can go to. And so um, even taking myself to the movies um, on Tuesdays and seeing a movie, like I gave myself experiences mm-hmm. so that it is it fills your soul and it fills your heart in ways that, substances don't right right so um i feel myself really quick the thing about substance is it only is it's it's a temporary fix right it's nothing that's going to be lifelong like also very expensive right it is (laughs) (laughs) and so it's like you're already dealing with these negative emotions Mm -hmm. now you're adding more problems because now you may get addicted to these things that you're adding right and then now you're digging a deeper hole for yourself right um some of the things that i did was i use working out i started to work out um and i would literally go run seven miles 
And I wish we had that. <laughs> <laughs> like that was my niche. Like I would literally go just run and I'll, because when you're running, you're tired, you're not thinking like, cause you're now your body mm-hmm. is like, like drained from all this running and then you come back home. And it's like, that was a nice relief. I'm not as tense. I'm not as emotional. I'm not as stressed. Um, so working out, if you are a person who's just like, you know what, I need to do something different. Well, work out. At least you can, you're getting rid of the stress. You're getting rid of, rid of a lot of these emotions. Yeah. And on top of that, you're working out, you know, you're working your, your body out. You're working the temple of God um, that, that, that God have given us. You're working it out. And another thing that I did was I started to read. I started mm-hmm. reading books that was pertaining to issues that I was dealing with. Mm-hmm. And I also later on, when I began to have a closer relationship with God, I started to listen to praise and worship music. I, to, to turn that atmosphere around I started to listen to music um, Nothing but praise and worship Something that could grab a hold of what I was feeling And take that emotion away And then I began to pray I began to fast I began to cry out to God I began to be honest with myself mm-hmm. And what I really want to emphasize on Is a lot of times When you're going through an emotion Ask yourself What is the root? Yeah. Because when you deal with the root problem Now you're able to deal with how to fix it right. a lot of times we, we react to a situation because of a past experience because mm-hmm. past trauma and then we're taking it out on the another person okay right. so when you're going through um the the healing process of red flag relationships begin to find out what triggers you mm-hmm. begin to find out okay how can i counteract this trigger and bring someone else in that can help you overcome it that. By praying for you. Because <laughs> that's not easy. It's not no. easy to tell someone your business. It's not easy. That's the thing. Like, when I go through something, I don't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I just, I want to just. She's telling the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to process through it on my own. But see, God always knows what you need and want. And I just remember, even through some personal experiences lately, you know, you, God just would speak with you in order to know something's going on. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard from her. I don't know what's going on. Like, just reaching out and saying, Knowing exactly what was happening, mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, God, like you really are intentional. Um, but it goes back to having a healthy relationship, healthy correct. relationship, friends. Correct. Someone who has that uh, discernment, someone that has mm-hmm. a connection with God, because it's like, okay, something's wrong with the church. I need you to go minister. But yeah. if you're dealing with people that's <laughs> not on that level. Right. They're going to be like, you want to come and drink? Or you right. You want to smoke? Or are you, what you want to do? And I'm like, that's just going to keep me in my same hole. Right. You know, <laughs> so it's like, just really building building comfortable things and people around you mm-hmm. that's what ultimately sets you up in the best position to turn from what you used to be into into now something new and beautiful that's much more healthier for you um and i used to always think i'm going to always want this but when i started replacing it i started craving the healthiness mm-hmm. more because i not only prayed for it but i also just my my appetite changed mm-hmm. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Absolutely. I'm going to bring two points together and we're going to put them in one. Okay. Okay. Um, What was led on me was to talk about was that they put you down in front of others. Okay. And then it causes you to be insecure, which Mm -hmm. those really ties together because when they're putting you down, now you become insecure about who you are. I remember going to the store and I had just got a new bank job. Right. And I literally was getting ready to make some purchases. And I was told that, you know, that's the same, you know, same kind of shirt, but it was different color. And I was like, okay, well, I'll put it, put, put these back. And I was told that you are so easy to manipulate. And I was like blown away 
like what (laughs) like you literally just said that like in the moment i was kind of shocked but thinking back on that now and it's like they not only did they say that to me but Mm -hmm. they said it in front of the cashier wow and i honestly i I didn't even look at the cashier to see her response Mm because it was very embarrassing Mm -hmm. and there were certain outfits and dresses that i would love to wear but then i was told that i couldn't wear because it didn't look right on me and Mm -hmm. so i began to like after this relationship ended i ended up going to the store one day you know spending some money on myself and i started (laughs) right started getting some some new dresses and new clothes and new items and i put these dresses on and i'm like nope this doesn't look right because of this and this i started to critique myself the way that the person was critiquing me Mm. and I was like okay no I said stop what is it about this dress you like does it make you feel good do how do you feel in this dress and Mm -hmm. I started to have to relearn what I liked right because I became insecure Mm -hmm. I became I wasn't as confident and these things did not happen overnight like it took some serious counseling inner healing deliverance for me to be healed from these things and so um briefly tell me what is your intake on being put down in front of others the insecurities that come with that uh, it's that's a tough pill to swallow. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a very hard um, hole to come out of. Um, I became started becoming insecure when I lost a lot of weight from the stress that I was under, and nothing really was fitting. I didn't like how it looked in the mirror, and the person that I was with at the time didn't make it any better either. Mm-hmm. Um, they would say, or you just want to, I love, I'm a person, I just love wearing workout clothes. Even if I probably don't work out, <laughs> I just like wearing it because it's comfortable. And, you know, they would say, um, I don't know why you're, why you're wearing that. You know, you just want somebody to see your behind or something, or you just, I'm like, no, it's just because it's comfortable. And I like wearing Nike, like leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, it just, it really got to a point where I'm like, I need this person out of my life because at any given point in time, that's how they met me. And it's Mm -hmm. like, now you're starting to nick and pick and critique on things that I naturally was doing when you met me. There's an inner insecurity within yourself that you're trying to now inflict on me, which at times it definitely did happen and it was inflicted upon me. And I had to just say, God, I want to get back to a place where I'm comfortable in myself. And I like looking at myself in the mirror and, um, and that I'm okay being it within myself because ultimately we can't be anybody else's body mm-hmm. but our own. Right. So, you know, I had to really just ask God, help me to love myself again. Mm-hmm. Like really going back to the basics with God and then even asking, now that we're talking about like roots, why did I want this person in the first place? Why was I attracted to this? And the and it all really goes back to just, I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to be loved. But when I got to a place where I'm like, I can love myself. (laughs) I can go out and I can go shopping by myself or, you know, with my friends and not have to feel like a place where I'm like critiquing myself and, and looking and downing myself for whatever reason. Absolutely. Um, Just thinking about, I want everyone who's listening right now to really ask yourself the relationship that I'm in, is it helping me or is it hurting me? Mm-hmm. Is it building me or is it tearing me down? Is it causing me to get closer to God or is it causing me to get away from God? Yeah. You know, really begin to analyze, look at, pray, ask God, what is it about this relationship that I need to know? Because mm-hmm. you may be in a relationship, a fresh relationship, and everything is is butterflies right now. Ask God to show you who this person really is before you get too far in the relationship. Because right. when you begin to ask God, he will begin to tell you. He will also so begin to have other people tell you but a lot of times people 
they don't want to hear what other people have to say because it's their flesh. Flesh right. is getting in the way. Spirit is not able to, the Holy Spirit is not able to talk because mm -hmm. you, you want what you want when you want it. And so if you are in a, a person who's in a bad relationship and you are like, you know what? I literally just hit every single check that y'all just mentioned. I highly recommend that you really pray about this relationship. And if you're married to someone who has all of these relationships, not relationships, but all of these red flags, I really need you to pray and ask God, how do I help my spouse? And right. where, what is it that we can do to, to make this marriage better? Okay. Um, if you have any questions, you can always feel free to go to be the light.live. Again, this is Zachia Robinson and Lashea Pierce. And all right. And I hope you really enjoyed this show. Be blessed.